Good evening, and welcome to a very special edition of X-Drive Megabox. I'm Mikey, a fuzzy-wuzzy cross between Rocket Raccoon and Chandler Bang, and I'm very happy to be talking once again with my shining star-lord, Mr. Hello, I'm James Ide. Um I'm a games journalist, and if I was a GoldenEye weapon, I'd be the Clob. That's right, I'm the Clob of games journalism. Hello! Just one letter off, just one letter off, it's okay. <laughs> But it's an extra, extra special uh, night's night because we have uh, we are joined by two guests, Sir Mike and Tingo from Lost Levels Club. Hello. 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 Welcome. Hello. How are you? <laughs> um, I've had three hours sleep. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. It's more than usual. <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah, I say night, but, but it's very, 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 very early morning for, for Mike. Does this mean you're going to say some really unhinged stuff? How oh, maybe. We can hopefully. Hope. <laughs> no, you must do. <laughs> That's what I'm expecting. <laughs> so we're all gathered here tonight to, or very, very, very early in the morning, to talk uh, Games of the Year 2022. We wanted to get in just before the Game Awards with our alternate take on, on the Games of the Year. So we're looking at our personal choices and uh, the scientifically proven ultimate top five. We're going to bring all our top fives together and make uh, make an ultimate top five, which obviously is the de facto top five of 20, uh, 2022. Uh, so don't pay attention to any of those other ones. Many will fight and only one will reign supreme. Um, I already suspect I know what it is, but let's see. So, oh, this is bias. This is this is the setup from the start. I'm going home. Look, this look, is rubbish. Look, look, I tried. I tried to. I tried to push it down, but but we'll see. So the rules are: we're all picking our top fives. We're going in reverse order, and we're going to weight the scores as we go through. So the top gets the gets the most points, and we've all had to pick games that have come out this year. So this sadly has uh, has cut out my personal favourite games of the year, which were uh, Life is Strange, True Colours and uh, Forgotten City, because I played those this year, but they just don't count because they, they didn't come out this year. So absolute tragedy for me. But uh, it makes it much, much fairer. And I'm excited to hear what weird and wonderful choices we've got across the board. So Sir Mike, legend in your own right, would you like to start us off? Oh, okay. So this is my number five, right? Yeah, your number five. And n- none of us have actually revealed to each other what we're going to pick. So no. this is going to be a surprise for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> so my number five is maybe predictably, or maybe it will be a surprise that it's so low. Uh, Call of Duty Warzone 2. <laughs> <laughs> ah, interesting. I wondered if it would ha- appear there somewhere. But that's that's amazing that you've you've actually bothered. That's fantastic. Yeah, this this was a late addition. I I wasn't actually, I I actually was really not sure what to put for this number five, and lots of mm. things rotated in and out. But then, the last week, I just played a whole bunch of Warzone two with both the UK friends and the Hong Kong friends, and like had so many hilarious things happen, uh, both in DMZ and the actual traditional warzone mode with the with the proximity chat and the i don't know so much nonsense i I literally like wrote a page of notes of like funny things if we ever talk about warzone 2 in more depth Mm -hmm. so uh yeah so it it gets my number five it made it into the top five for me now very very nice you need i think you need to give us some more i mean (laughs) Do, do you have any stats on how many hours you've already played warzone 2 because oh no i you know what i don't think the stats on on one 
Yeah, I don't think the stat tracking websites are actually working for Warzone 2 yet. I mean, mm. in fact, when I when I actually did first play Warzone 2 when it did initially come out, I did not like it at first. Like I was actually very negative on it. I was like, wow, why did I can't believe they binned Warzone 1 for this. You know, <laughs> like it was janky, it felt really clunky. The looting was like I mean, it was it was more like a PUBG or a Tarkov. Like it was a it was a bit slower paced, a bit less arcadey, and yeah, and it was just so unstable. Like you know, the interface in the game was like completely. You know, I you'd think I would be able to navigate like some menus, but I found it so confusing to figure out like how to do anything. And then when I actually got into the game, it just like crashed or disconnected me from the server and so on. So my my initial impressions of it were very negative, but then. I just had this bunch of really hilarious games, like mostly to do with the proximity chat. Actually, it was it was when I started playing with the people on PlayStation. Mm. So my, the UK people I play with are all on PS5, and I'm the the sole PC gamer. Nice. They have to turn on crossplay just for me, and they, you know, when I'm playing with them, we're all using the in-game voice instead of Discord, and then. As a result, we're all basically opted into the proximity chat. And then, you know, you you hear random people talking or they can hear you talking. We're like, oh, prox chat, prox chat, someone's here. And then oh, someone hilarious. else in the back is like, prox chat, prox chat, someone's here. It's like, <laughs> OMG, they're like talking back to me like I'm a 12-year-old. OMG, they're talking back to me like I'm a 12-year-old. And then we have to like hunt them down and shoot them. <laughs> does does it does it affect, because I haven't played, uh, I haven't played the Warzone properly, but the, does it affect how your sound chat comes through so so if you're further away from each other does it does it go quieter or is it just always level for your party chat no it's always level for the party chat in fact Uh it's always level for the proximity chat too so it's it's like literally a hard cut off like if you're within a certain range i don't know how far it is exactly but if you're in the prox chat range you hear them like at full volume and if you're just a meter out you just hear nothing so just like it's quite jarring (laughs) 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 that's right but but it is hilarious. Oh, that's a very very good pick. I mean, I, I was very very tempted to put Fortnite in it this year just because I've been playing it a lot with uh, my sister, but um, but just about held off in that. Yeah, it's technically Fortnite out every year. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> I wasn't quite sure, but Warzone Two is is a solid count. Uh, Tingo. Oh, my turn. Oh, okay. sorry, sorry. Um, uh, is it you or Jimbo next? I've got I've got Jimbo <sighs> in my mind. It's Jimbo. Let's let's do Jimbo. Oh, okay. Uh, well, uh, my number five is Cicid, uh, Citizen Sleeper, of indie game. Amazing. Mm, really, really pick. lovely game. Very graphically simple, text heavy. Bit, it's a bit Blade Runner. It's a bit Disco Elysium. Uh, you begin as a disembodied consciousness. You wake up on a space station to discover that you were dying due to your um, artificial body and built-in obsolescence. So you're you're tech your body is designed to fail and you're trying to scrape an existence together on this space station and it starts with just like uh salvaging and hauling things and you know slowly you level up your skills and you uh you you start every day with a dice roll as well you you start with a certain number of dice which can affect how well your chances of succeeding at tasks and over succeeding for getting more experience and items and money uh i'm not making it sound interesting uh but it is (laughs) It's really interesting. Uh, the fact that it's so like Disco Elysium in some ways. Yeah. Obviously, there's no um, there's no voice acting in it, which is a shame. 
uh, and graphically, like I said, it is incredibly simple. It's got some lovely illustrations in it, and the graphic of the space station itself is quite nice. Mm. But other than that, it's pretty bare bones. Um, so yeah, I still think the writing in it was was pulled me in straight away. I, I'd heard a lot of people talking about it. It was a bit of an indie darling, and yeah, when I started playing it, I was like, oh yeah, this is. This is good. This is this is for me. Yeah, I, I haven't played it yet, but but I keep hearing it's amazing, and it really seems like a kind of a game for me. But it is it is it one of those that it's really difficult to talk about what's good about it without spoiling it, kind of thing. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Okay, a little bit. I, I mean, I'm. It doesn't help that I'm also incredibly inarticulate right now. But um, <laughs> you know, uh, if I could string a sentence together. Other than yeah, you probably get a better description, but it is good. Like I, I do recommend you guys check out if you've not played it. Uh, absolutely amazing game. Like I said, the writing really does sell it. I actually have played this one as well, uh, and it's on Game Pass. So if you've got Game Pass, you can also nice. try it out. Of course, for free. it is. Yes, it's on Game Pass. Yeah, <laughs> I should have led yeah. with that. Really, the and yeah, I agree. The writing is very good. I also I don't think it is a game that you can't explain why it's good in that it's not good because of like massive twists or secrets i i think personally is it an atmosphere uh, kind of game but atmosphere through yeah, the writing yeah like the whole thing kind of just comes together and it feels very the writing really is very good i think that's the thing it just it just conjures this whole feeling of like this living space station and it's not it's not like super black and white like these are good people these are bad people like there's just all sorts of like I don't know. It just feels really like coherent, and you can mm. become quite invested in the characters. I mean, it, it's not it's not perfect, and like sometimes it can be a bit ham fisted, or it can be quite frustrating with the dice. Um, there are definitely strong limitations way. on it, which you know it, it's a shame because I'd love to see a sequel or an extended version. Even though the game is very good, there's so much that could be expanded on. There's just so much raw potential here, and the, like I said, the writing hits you as it's very polished so like that that pulls you in mm. i've got to play it is it coming out on playstation anytime soon i think i think they're not doing it because it because it's a uh, it's kind of wedded to xbox but you can get it on switch you can get it that. on switch yeah I, i'm playing it on steam so. okay okay i might have to get it on on ruddy computer then <laughs> i think they are coming out with free dlc as well uh, they, cool. They've added like a one or two additional episodes uh, to the game now, uh, involving like a refugee fleet showing up at the space station. So nice, uh, Tingo. I really struggled with this. The, my number five, and <laughs> I've quiet. just just picked it. I'm going to go with immortality. <laughs> this, this is this is a bold pick, considering. <laughs> I played enough to be. It's really got under my skin. I have okay. no idea. That's not true. I have an idea of what's going on, and I could be totally wrong. <laughs> I want to know if anyone else has picked immortality because I want to talk about it with someone. Well, we can talk about it. I, I, I mean, I haven't personally picked it in in my one because I, I re- But that's because I really liked it. But uh, as I was probably explaining, the I played it for. 
kind of an afternoon and then played it into the night and I played it so late into the night I got a bit sick of it and every any time I go back I'm just like oh there's nothing nothing more for me from this game apart from grind and the grind is you know just finding all the clips effectively whereas I found I found the the kind of twist of it whatever relatively quickly however you express it and found as many of those kind of clips as I could and then bounced off effectively so it hasn't had it hasn't got to my heart as it were but that's interesting that that that's that you're that it's grown on you so I haven't I haven't met the twist I have an idea of what the twist is but I have been there's been a lot of moments where it's like what the what the f holy s you know what is going on as you piece it together maybe because I think you mentioned that as you're playing you're just grinding through all the clips trying to get as many clips as possible and trying to watch it as a doc uh, as a film well I'd, i'm not trying to watch it as a film i'm 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 um it's just uh uh i i i i know what the you know the game element is is in there and the game element is about kind of smash cutting to other clips and so i'm just trying to gather as many clips and find the find the secrets basically so uh, i think part of the problem at least on my side was i wasn't watching i wasn't watching and enjoying it as 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 films yeah i i think we're dancing around a little bit about the secret um mechanic in a sense i don't know i i have also played it uh on game pass i played a lot of stuff on game pass Mm. just in the last few months in an attempt to actually play more things that were on the game awards list when i realized i hadn't played like anything relevant this year but yeah there's there's a whole i i i did finish it it, whatever that means like i did see like the final clip and i saw like credits roll and i did enjoy it as well but it's a bit yeah, it's a weird game. It's like, it is quite mental. Like, I think you messaged me, Ting, saying like, what the F is this game? And I was just like, <laughs> shrug emoji, you know? <laughs> like, but the, it, it works. I do think it works in a few levels because there's the whole thing of like, you just trying to see all these smash cards because you want to you wanna see the films, right? There's like, what on earth is going on in the sense of like, what is the plot of like the three films that the game is like, based around Mm. but then there's also another layer it works on because it's like wait what's going on with the character as well as it marissa mayer like what's going on with her and there's a whole other layer to the game too that i don't know if you've discovered or not and i don't want to say any more in case you haven't i do feel there is a grindy journey to get to that critical amount of knowledge Mm. or or context that you get to and then i'm hoping the payoff is is massive I don't think it's going to be massive. Just reading from from what 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 the things are, but but I, I think I think to a certain extent we're playing it wrong and just supposed to enjoy the journey a bit more. I think uh, I, some people really love it. Yeah, I know. I I, I, I did Greg watch Miller a YouTube video of like <laughs> what on earth is going on with this game as well. I actually had to watch an explainer afterwards, and I was like, oh yeah, I got that. Oh yeah, I got that. Oh, I didn't get that at all. <laughs> like, oh really? Yeah. So I'm taking that slow walk, but now I, I need to, I'm, I want to be sprinting and I'm just, do, I've actually adopted what you suggested, Mike, which is just to get as many clips as possible. Just oh, me? Speed. Yeah. Just oh. to, I want to know what's going on now. It's, so it's I, probably it, bad advice. Oh. But, but, but yes. I think the fact that I'm just trying to speed through it to unearth what's going on, I think that's really, that, I think that's something I don't really get often. Oh, I see. Yeah, fair enough. 
Yeah. I mean, there are so many clips, or about 200 clips or something. So if you didn't, you'd be you'd be spending a lot of your time in it. So I think that was what I was driving. Uh, Jimbo, have you played this game? No, I haven't. I have oh, heard sorry. of it. Um, and I was, yeah, I was just having a look. Um, because it's, it's the it's the her it's the her story guy yeah. is that right yeah so I I never played her story but you guys played her story did you, I don't know if you played that Jimbo no no but is that very similar I know it's it's kind of similarly cutting to, uh, to, to together kind of clips or cutting between clips but isn't there more of a detective element in that one there's a detective element in this one too. There's like the 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 meta gameplay is the same in that okay. you are trying to find a bunch of clips and mentally piece together what's the story here. But the actual mechanical gameplay is different in that her story you're typing like keywords into a database, and this one you're doing all the smash cuts. Yeah. Okay. But but I don't know. That's that's the way I describe it. Maybe Ting feels differently. Yeah. So one you're. I don't really understand the mechanic where you're clicking images. I mean, what, what, no, that's a, what, the zooming for in game. one? Yeah. I mean, what's the purpose of that, really? Where's the value of that? What's the reason for that? Because with her story, it's text driven, actually, and it's very black and white. And I enjoyed that. I, th- I think it's deliberately supposed to be a bit more symbolic as a result of the zooming into the things, because sometimes you have like microphones and lamps and things which are, supposed to be common items between sets between fil- of films or whatever scenes but sometimes you zoom into characters and sometimes they're the same actor or actress in the in in but in a different film and i think you're supposed to take something from the juxtaposition of those things of you know you're learning more about their personality or their role in the other films or it's, it's lending a different lens to it yeah, I, I do think it can be quite frustrating. Well, I sh- it's the same. I guess you get the same thing in her story. <laughs> like there are certain things that just show up over and over and over and over again. Like Marissa Mayer obviously is in like ninety nine percent of the clips or something. Maybe uh, she's probably in every clip actually technically. So if like if you smash cut on her face, then you'll just get a literally random clip, and it could be like anything, you know. So like it can yeah. be quite hard to control where you end up. And I, I guess that's intentional or not. I don't know. I feel like, yeah, Ting, if you play this more, it's, you know, it's another one we could talk about in more depth uh, separately. 100%. So my fifth one was, I, I similarly had difficulty with this one, uh, mainly because I played quite a few games from this year, this year. But, you know, a few of them, like Immortality and a bit like Stray, I just didn't love enough to honestly put in 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 a top five but my fifth one is ghostwire tokyo because i feel i feel it's relatively um underrepresented and it's just it's very cool it's got a very cool (laughs) cool aesthetic so this is where you're going around uh kind of fighting demons in uh in tokyo half the world seems to have gone or died in 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 the city and you're going around um uh claiming back people's souls and talking to kitties and doggos um which uh which was very appealing to me um and also the the fun the the core part of it is um is this finger magic that 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 you've got where um which i'm very much into is quite fun and uh and pulling little pew pew powers with your fingers um like a doctor strange going around it's a very cool and bold vision. Uh, it, it's surprisingly dull. 
given all that, I don't know if you've kind of seen reviews of it or seen gameplay of it. I did review it. No, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> did you find the same thing? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the presentation of it is fantastic. It's I loved the representation of Tokyo. I I loved the design of the um I forget the name of the the, the ghost monsters, the spirits, but the gummy? they were I cool. Know. I don't know. Um, but yes, you spend a lot of time just wandering around aimlessly. It's not even an open world either. No, like there's there's like it, whole areas that are kind of locked off, which is irritating. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but yes, is it's on my honourable mentions like. I do think it's there's some lovely things about it, but it does feel a little bit uncooked. Yeah, just a bit underbaked, you know. Like there, there should have been more to it. Yeah, and just very the the whole controlling of it is is strangely stayed as well. Like you walk quite slowly, and and the 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 actual pew pew magic powers aren't terribly satisfying and i think a lot of people yeah you never feel kind of overpowered you never feel like you're you don't feel like dr strange you don't feel no. like in control of the situation i i would normally panic and pew pew them a bit and then try something else and yeah um yeah not not super satisfying but, but still nice game and floating cats. I mean, come on, floating I know. cats. And didn't didn't want the cats run a shop or something. It's yeah, it's... cats run shops in this. Superb. <laughs> what do you need? Superb. But yeah, it's, it's a weird game. It feels like a a big indie game more than anything else. But for its kind of unfinishedness, and the the fact that it's packed with kind of strange imagery and ideas. Well, the main the the the, the initial setup to the plot I thought was was really interesting. I thought it was a really good hook and it reminded me of Shin Megami Tensei because mm. they start quite often with a big supernatural event and you're kind of reeling from that and yeah, it, I just, it didn't seem to deliver on that. I was expecting things to get darker and more messed up and mm. I mean, they don't really. No. It, it, and and like, even though like they're all these people who are, whose souls are gone, you know, they're potentially dead. It never, you never feel for yeah, that. Very you know, you just It becomes a bit collectathony. Just like, oh yeah, I'll go get their souls back. Ah, it's not a big deal. While I'm there, I'll go to the <laughs> shops and get some milk. You know, it it never feels weighted. No, it's a shame. Um, Still a good game though. Yeah, I thought it was, it was quite fun. Is and uh, that's why I, I wanted to kind of represent it a bit. So that that's why I put it in, in in my number five slot. Hmm. I yeah. I forgot that was this game was even. Uh, this year, this this year actually, I think I feel I'm thinking back like everyone was talking about it for a while. Yeah, but, but then now no one's talking about it. No, so. but but also it was there was quite a lot of excitement at least when it was announced and the the kind of couple of years to to launch, and it was that 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 lady who went off and and founded her own studio who did quite a kooky presentation of it a couple of years ago. And well, I think it did change it, director exactly, so, exactly. Yeah. So that could be some of the reason it feels very a bit unfinished, underdeveloped. Yeah, yeah. But I think it was a very distinctive presentation a couple of years ago, and also it's a, it's a cool idea. It's just once people got their hands on it, they were like, "Oh, oh there's there's," and there were massive other games that were released in March, I think, or something like this. And and so I don't know if you remember, but there were quite a few good games around then. 
unrelated yeah. <laughs> pet peeve, but it doesn't um, it doesn't run on Steam Deck very well either. Which oh is no, infuriating. Oh, no. Which is weird because uh, it runs on my. I've got two PCs and my my rubbish PC. It runs and looks like it has ray tracing. My P- oh, this wow. PC doesn't have ray tracing, but it looks like it does. Which I was like, oh, this is amazing. I can't wait to see it on the Steam Deck. Nope, does not run very well at all. They can barely get in and out of a building. It's just oh awful. god. I wonder why that is. That's strange. Okay, well, should we should we go to number fours then? Run back to Mike. Okay. Well, my number four is probably really random, and I don't know if any of you will have even heard of it. It is Patrick's Parabox. What? Oh no, hang on. I've vaguely heard of this, but what is it? So, this is. Uh, I'm trying. I'm trying to think like why I picked this. Because you're a snob. Because <laughs> I'm a deal. snob. Oh yeah. That's you know what? That's literally correct. That's literally right. Yeah. <laughs> I picked it because I just felt it was so clever and it deserves it deserves something for being so clever. You know, it's. It, I feel like it's clever on the same kind of level as Baba is You, which is another mm. indie game that got lots of attention for having you know basically both baba is you and patrick's parabox are essentially like soccer band that extremely annoying game about pushing boxes and like honestly mm. i hate soccer band like soccer bands in like all sorts of games as like a mini game or as like a like palette cleanser or something and like i actually kind of hate box pushing box pushing games but i really enjoyed baba is you because of the whole baba is you clever. kind of mechanic and i really have enjoyed playing the relatively small number of hours I've played of Patrick's Parabox because, again, it's just so clever. Like It takes that box-pushing mechanic and instead of all of the puzzles just being increasingly tedious numbers of boxes to put onto the right spot, just adds so many twists and turns that, yeah, it just feels really incredibly clever. So, like, to, to explain why it's actually clever, it is, well, I guess you are patrick i assume you're a, you're a little square mm. with eyes and you are pushing boxes but the boxes can paradoxically contain other levels inside them so if, like if you push up to a box like if you push a box up to a wall so it can't go any further and then you push into it and that box has like another level inside you kind of shrink and slide into the box oh, and man. so you can have like nested like boxes in boxes and boxes and then even more bizarrely like the box can contain like the box can con- like you can be in like a blue box and be pushing a red box and the red box can paradoxically be contain a blue box that has the original level in so like a box can contain itself or oh, a God. box can contain another box that contains the box you pushed it in from and so on and you can do all these mind-bending things or like create an infinite loop and like you know the box will just you'll end up pushing it into like infinity and you you literally get an achievement saying like you've created a paradox and Oh my god! Yeah, mental things happen. Like your brain twists up in knots, and it and it keeps introducing new mechanics. Like when you think like, "Oh, that was clever," but I don't see how they can extend this three hundred levels. It's like, nope. Here's another twist, and just so much stuff keeps happening. Like every time I've managed to finish one of like the major boxes of levels and and got on to the next one, it's introduced a new twist, and it's been like fresh and new again. Does it play quickly as well? I know yeah, that's a I weird mean, question, but... Oh. Yeah, yeah. An individual level 
will be over in just like a few minutes like usually okay. you, you can just like usually you either look at it and you see like the twist and you're like oh i see what i should do here or you just end up fumbling around and mindlessly pushing boxes for a while and then you stumble across it and you're like oh now i get it mm. and then there have been a few levels where i have just pushed things around for 10 minutes and i've been like you know what i'm just not seeing it at all and i'll just have to go and do another level <laughs> While you were explaining it, I uh, watched the trailer and it was blowing my goddamn mind just watching the box go within the box and then inside. I was just like, oh my god, this is cool. I really like yeah, the look of this. this. And yeah, I, I think it's so clever. Yeah, it really is. And uh, do you like puzzle games at all? Like, is that your thing or? I, yeah, I do like puzzle games. Yes, I do like puzzle games. I, th- I think, you know, not. I'm not like a huge, huge puzzle game fan. Like I'm not as big a puzzle game fan as like, say, like Jonathan Blow, who was like a, a game dev who I who I do like and respect. Although he's gone a bit mental. Amazing. But like I've tried playing some games that you know he said are really good, like Steven Sausage Roll, and I just like bounced off them. Like I could see how they're really clever, but I just like I just can't stand it, and it just becomes really tedious and annoying. But you know, like this game, like Baba is You, I feel is very clever, and it's not tedious and annoying. You know, and I and I feel it deserves more recognition. Like Baba is you got loads of like hype and loads of people were talking about it. This game I feel is as clever, but no one seems to have been talking about it. Mm. Do you yeah, think Mike it'll loves- uh, get discovered like a year from now or something? Like you know, it will suddenly arrive on Switch or something weird will happen and it will suddenly be in Blow the limelight. Yeah, I, I, maybe it will. I, I mean, I hope so. I mean, I, it's interesting to think it's probably not a completely new mechanic because I think I have played a similar puzzle game with like the thing inside the thing or like the levels nested inside itself called like Recursed, which is again, a, you know, yeah. like recursion, similar kind of joke. But I think this one is more polished and this one is more fun. And it also made me think of that Futurama episode where they have all the alternate universes in the box and then they managed to like put their own universe in the box. You know, it was, it was like that. It actually made me think of that Futurama episode. And that's the other reason I picked it. <laughs> <laughs> have, have you guys... Th- th- there's been a kind of time travel-y, puzzle game recently, but it's a 3D one. It looks See, a bit kind Entropy of... Center? Yes, that's exactly it. Were you guys talking about it on your pod? I can't. I can't remember. But we haven't talked about it. But I have you played it? I haven't played it. It's it's on my list of like things it, I would it like looks to play. Cool. In the same way you kind of describe. I mean, very different game. I have to try that. I I, I must have heard it on kind of funny then. Um, cool. I mean, the, 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 these are so far incredible lists, just incredibly diverse. <laughs> um, Jimbo? Hello. So for number four, this is a bit predictable, actually, this one. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles uh, 3. Uh, nice. Which uh, I, I, I'm i not... I do like JRPGs to a point, um, but I thought... Uh, I mean, this is a huge 60-hour JRPG epic, uh, which pretty much pushes the Switch to its kind of uh, limits, its performance limits. Uh, it's better; It has better and more engaging combat than the previous games. The voice acting is so much better. It's still a little ropey at times, but my God, the previous two games made me want to headbutt a railroad spike. Um, the environment is fantastic. The world is is really interesting and i love the idea of these 
you know, two groups kind of born into combat and having to fight and then they start to question it. Uh, I don't want to ruin plot too much, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and something happens that kind of sets them apart from either side. And uh, yeah, I just, uh, I really enjoyed it. And it's uh, it's less uh, waifu-y than, um, than the second game. And uh, and it's definitely more developed than the first and second game in the series. Or I say first and second game, it's Cineblade 3, but technically it's it's the fourth game really but um yeah really really enjoyed it uh which i wasn't sure i would because i liked the first game did not like the second um so yeah have you guys played it at all no 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 i I know it it only for the bad voice acting (laughs) (laughs) it's 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 so much better than the other uh xenoblade games it's still bad but but so much better than the others. It looks is, surprisingly fun from the trailers. Is Xenoblade the one that has English, or it's English, like British regional accents for all the characters? Yes. Yes. But like really overdone, like really over okay. the top. And like from I said, really in this game, it's, it's dialed down a little bit, like, but it's still weird. Okay. Is is that the case even in America? It's a global thing. It's global, yeah. That's 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 insane. That's yeah, I think there's a story behind it. It's like the localization was originally only done because a load of European like fans, you know, pressured Nintendo into doing it. And yeah. as a result, the localization was done by a British studio instead. And they just pick loads uh, of British regional accents instead of you know. And they've just stuck with it, yeah. But but they 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 sound like fake accents as well, which is kind of the weirdest thing. Some of them definitely are. Right. So there you go. You've got some really like, yeah. I think uh, in this one, like one of the main characters is Welsh, which is I mean, right. Great for representation for the Welsh. Yay. Don't, can't think of them in many games, but uh, yeah, there's like really strong over the top accents, and they're just yeah, they're really put on. There's one American character actually, which I was quite surprised at, but um, they get killed off early. No, 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 no. Main part of your party, um, okay, and it's less jarring. Maybe we're all just used to American accents in games, and when Maybe. you hear a, when you hear a non-American accent, you're like, what the hell's going on? It's it's definitely over the top though. It's it's too, it's like it's like when. I mean, the BBC still does it. They they seem to like getting people who aren't Welsh doing very strong Welsh accents, <laughs> and people who aren't Brummy doing very strong Brummy accents instead of just getting like Brummy or Welsh people. I mean, yeah, not to, not to spend too much time on the voices, but I mean, if you want to see <laughs> good localizations and things like that, uh, I mean, look at The Witcher Three. Like yeah. that, that a whole area like Skellige, for example, everyone has these like very strong Northern Irish accents. And then you go to yeah, other parts cool. and everyone has a Yorkshire accent. And it's very well done and very consistent. This doesn't really do that. <laughs> but that's not why I like it. It's, okay, it's, a, right. it's a solid JRPG. It's, it's a very good one. And it's definitely one of the top ones for the Switch. Uh, which is actually quite a, you know quite an important point to mention on a console that is littered with JRPGs. You know, yeah. To have one that actually stands out. And it is decent. Don't get me wrong; it's not the only decent one, but it it was definitely a, a standout title for the Switch. The the, the kind of um, uh, world design looks very pretty as well, as far as I can tell. Yeah, exploration is a huge part of it. Um, they usually uh, 
so the first game uh, you're on the body of these huge titans that have sort of mm. died mid-combat and life has kind of sprung up around them and on them and the uh sequels have kind of it's not exactly the same, but it's similar kind of vein. So a huge part of the game is just wandering through and exploring quite a lot and murdering animals. That's fantastic. There's a for, lot of for, like for points yourself up. that oh, you okay. just see around, and most of it can kill you. Like some of it can one hit you, um, nice. but uh, you kind of need to grind a bit because it's that kind of game. So you just end up murdering like their analog for an elephant, like hundreds of times, which is lovely. Jesus. Uh, okay, Tingo. Um, I went with uh, Modern Warfare 2 and Warzone. I've put them as nice. one. Nice. I don't know if they'll get points from Mike as well. Then yeah, when, yeah. I, when I put this down, I realized how subjective Game of the Year lists are. And I'm glad that I'm in a panel of four because I felt a bit bad putting this down. Where's that? Because it's just... I like this because it's purely because it's comforting. It's what I know. Yeah. But it doesn't mean it's good. So? But that, that, that's, that, that's kind of the point of this, to have very <laughs> subjective opinions. And, and that's why it's going to be the perfect list at the end. <laughs> <laughs> you, you picked this for the multiplayer, is it? Primarily for multiplayer, but I want to... I, you know, when the moment you called out Prox Chat, it made me laugh that, yes, Prox Chat is hilarious, but does that make it a good game? <laughs> I don't know. But they have tried to evolve the formula. I've not been able to decide whether, you know, for the better or for the worse. But you specifically said Modern Warfare 2 as well. Like, do you play yeah. the campaign, the single player campaign as well? Oh, no. Okay. Just fine. the multiplayer. Okay. Yeah, see, because we, we, we're sorry i'm just like very much because yeah i've not played the multiplayer because i haven't bought modern warfare 2 so for me i've only oh, I played see. the free to play warzone 2 and ah. dmz mode whereas you are the opposite you've only played the multiplayer and you've not played warzone 2 and dmz yet right i i've played warzone okay you have tried it okay yeah it is so polished. It's exactly how I remembered Warzone was, but really Warzone wasn't, you know, as high fidelity, as polished <sighs> as Slick. Warzone what, 1 was so good, honestly. I, I feel like, like everyone's forgot. Like they, they added so much to Warzone 1 and then they've actually, I think they've taken a big step backwards with Warzone 2, but they've obviously taken a step forwards too. They're like, things have been lost and things have been gained. But anyway, don't worry. You're, you're the one talking now. Go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, so it, it. I want Warzone 2 to succeed. I can see what they're trying to do, and I can see they're evolving. Everyone seems to just poo-poo on it. I can see what mm. they're trying to do. Oh, it's such an underdog. I, I, I really feel for them. <laughs> they're a small indie studio. Cut them yeah. some slack. <laughs> just, just trying to scrape a, <laughs> a buck. <laughs> it's hard to bring all these like separate pieces together. It's really yeah. hard, and I can see how they're trying to do it. Because no, okay. I'm a dev. <laughs> I feel their pain. <laughs> Fair enough. Is it is it worth it? So if you if you is it worth kind of starting with Warzone two? Like what's because I played a bit of Warzone one. I, I I jumped in obviously when Godzilla was around uh, to see Godzilla. 
um, because I'm very cheap like that. Uh, Warzone 2, like, what's what's the kind of setting? Is it a different setting from the first one? It is a different executable now. So it's a completely separate game that you download. With multiple maps, right? But d- d- There's, there's only one map for Warzone. Okay, fine. It's modern day it's, now. It's modern day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Warzone 1... Yeah, Warzone 1 had a slightly confusing history, and obviously they smushed, like, three modern war... No, not three. Three Call of Duty games into it, which led to some, like, really bizarre stuff happening. And I then, see, yeah. Yeah, now they've just decided to clean... Well, actually, I think Warzone 1 is still continuing, but they're not okay. adding any more COD games into it. And, again, that's a whole other story that I shouldn't go into now, because it's already too long. So there's this one is a clean slate. It's just modern warfare 2 the new modern warfare 2 and yeah it's part of that but that's why that's why i asked because because you've got overwatch 2 in comparison and overwatch 2 has replaced overwatch 1 as the overwatch to play the only overwatch you can play kind of thing um but then that means that it's more of a continuation kind of gentle evolution of overwatch um but kind of reset a little bit. This is that this like feels like that's another case of in- adding an increment just so you can appear on game of the year lists. It's annoying. Yeah, yeah. This is a I mean, it's, it's annoying that Fortnite two didn't come out this year, so, yeah. so that I could stick it on. Although, although I don't think the stories have been as good. I, I haven't really liked the world so much. I, I've still, I've actually also still been playing Fortnite as well. Actually, I Fortnite is surprisingly good, it's but that, that's good. another story as well. <laughs> Is it though? Yes. It's it's very relaxing. It's more it's it's more relaxing than like Warzone Warzone One and Warzone Two both require quite a grind. Because yeah. you, you feel like you need to keep up with the meta. And like Warzone Two, when I say it's a clean slate, all of your weapons and skins and everything from Warzone One, which was the, the previous three Call of Duty games, is just like thrown under the bus. Like if you want to use that stuff, you have to go back and play Warzone One, which is still continuing. Warzone two you got to level the guns again and you got to, you know, keep up with a new meta. And mm. Fortnite is just relaxing in the sense that you can just jump in and just pick up a gun off the ground and you're just as competitive as everyone else. Exactly. And and you can play as Han, Leia, uh, the Mandalorian, Spider-Man, Aquaman. The, the, I mean, these Basically, are just ones in my very basic... Basically, culture has been sucked into the... The Fortnite vortex. Black hole yeah, yeah, yeah. Fortnite. And that's that. And then and they started talking thing, about the metaverse. <laughs> well, it's quite fun running around as as Aquaman or or. or Sorry, am I making Le- my feelings on Fortnite apparent? <laughs> You're not alone. It's very fair. Um, where are we? I've I've lost track. Is it just me now? Okay, yeah, I'm the last one. It's so, you. So, so my fourth one is Rollerdrome, which um, I, I mean, oh, I'm, I, I don't know pick. if any of you guys have played, but it's very cool. It's it is kind of its background is an indie game. Like it starts out as a as a game jam for Game Makers Toolkit game, didn't it? Mm. Like as a as a prototype, and it was in two D. It was a bit like Tony Hawk's with shooting, and now it's three D Tony Hawk's with shooting, which I am very very much down for. It's got an incredible art style. Um, it's cool and very good fun, and there there are all sorts of kind of just fun things they've added in. Um, you know they've got slow mo when you're. I mean, the, the, first of all, the, the main problem with with um, 
roller skating around and 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 the shooting is you know your accuracy accuracy is going to be pretty terrible but they solve that with you know they make it really easy to kind of lock on to people um you do tricks to reload ammo you can do super dodges where if you do a kind of perfect dodge and then start shooting you get extra slow-mo it's just really cool and it's a very very tightly designed and and just good fun to play um i'm not that far into it um but uh I like that it exists and I'm having fun with it. And it's it's nice to see something have such a vision right from the off and, and be so well crafted. Also, slightly selfishly, when I was a, a teenager, I dreamt of a game which was like SSX, um, but you had a, ma- a massive sword and guns. So SSX meets uh, Devil May Cry, um, which I still maintain would be one of the most awesome games in the world. And at the time, I was calling it Snowboard X, which is not very ima- imaginative. But uh, but this is the closest I've seen to that that beautiful teenage vision. All the encounters will be on the slope. Yeah, exactly. I was thinking you because you're on a you're on a snowboard. You could grind along people's heads as they're queuing, and then <laughs> slice them off with the with the with the giant like Final Fantasy kind of sword. It would be amazing. And then you'd be, there'd be challenges all down the slope, but you'd be contained because you're going downhill. You can't go uphill. You know, there's all sorts you can play with there. Could your board not have a blade on it and it could be the sword in some ways? Are you doing a 360? Yeah. N- now we're playing with fire. That sounds amazing. Yeah, go, publishers, publishers, this is the pitch. You know, you know, you know who to contact now if you want to fund this. <laughs> I couldn't ever quite figure out the control scheme. I figured like right stick for to to wiggle around the sword and left stick to move around, but I, I I've I've yet to see if that would actually work, and I'm pretty sure it wouldn't be that accessible. I love that this is your pick because it's a proxy for your snowboarding <laughs> murder sim that doesn't exist yet. Yeah, why not? They're personal choices. It's perfect. <laughs> I like this game because it's like a game I want to make that I imagined first. Exactly. I mean, that, that's that's like basically what all my choices are as well, to be honest. <laughs> well, I mean, it's 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 also a very cool game. It is very cool. Oodles of style. Yeah. Yeah, this Good is music. a cool Good left field pick. Thank you. Right, we're back to three. We're back to Mike. Oh, okay. So, my number three is... I was a teenage exocolonist. Oh my god! This, which, which, so this game is a deck building time loop, teenage dating and life simulator. <laughs> so everything has, you've ever wanted to build. Yeah, it has. It has two of my favorite things. Plus, it's also a deck builder. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Obviously, nice. it just happens to be. I can't believe it's a, a deck building time loop teenage life simulator it's really weird it's like it's funny because i think i've said previously like jrpgs and things like don't affect me as much as they used to because you've always got like teenage protagonists saving the world and i don't identify with that so much but i managed to identify with this game i really it just really clicked for me it was it was really funny because i only played this game because you suggested we do this crossover app and I realized nice. I hadn't played, you know, you, I think you sent like the game awards list to like to, to prompt some yeah. thinking about what we should play. And I realized I hadn't played like 
anything on any of the list. <laughs> I mean, I had I played like one or two things, but so many things I hadn't played. And I, I then went and played a bunch of stuff that was on the Game Awards list. And I also looked at Metacritic to see what I'd missed from this year. And yeah. I saw this game and I was just like, what on earth is this game? And I saw it was overwhelmingly positive on Steam. And wow. I just, on a whim, decided to try it. And I just binge played it like the entire weekend. And it was really, the, the writing I think is good. The the music and it, it all comes together. You know, it really made me feel something. You know, it, it's very rare for a game to make me feel something. It <laughs> was, if if not for this game, I actually would have picked Citizen Sleeper. I feel oh. like Citizen Sleeper and this are both very similar. Very good. Like they 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 weave a good narrative. They make you feel something for the characters. But this one this one just did more for me. Also, probably because it's a deck building time loop game. So it, it had those li little bits that pushed it over the top. But yeah, really good. I think it's also got very good representation in a very, I mean, I might be using this word wrong because I'm old, but like a woke kind of way. Like your character, you can, you there's a slider for like how male or female you want to be. You pick your pronouns. Mm. And like when it comes to like the dating of the characters, like there are like gay characters, there are straight characters, there are trans characters, but they don't make a big deal of it either it's just mm. like it's just who they are like you know unless you're really paying attention you would never know kind of thing so mm. yeah it's it's good in that way too for like representation and stuff but i i honestly just really enjoyed the game and the mechanics and and the story but what what is the game like obviously your your deck building and and time turning to a purpose is it mainly a story is it mainly a linear game or is it kind of a bit more open like that yeah so in terms of like the actual gameplay, the closest thing I think I have played to it before is Chinese Parents. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like that. It's kind of like a life sim like that. So you kind of pick what you're going to do and like it impacts your like your skills and those skills impact other things. But whereas like the, the mini game in Chinese Parents was like a match three kind of puzzle game. Whereas in this, it will pull up a, a puzzle like, you know, oh, you need this many points to fix this like broken radio or something and mm. you feel that's like the deck building aspect of it you're you get dealt a hand of cards and you've got to pick the cards and they're kind of like it's kind of like poker so you're trying to pick like cards out of your hand and make like straights and flushes and three oh, of a kind cool. or whatever and the thing is the cards are actually all like your memories from life events so when you start out oh, and you're cool. like when the game starts out and you you like you land on the colony planet your memories are all like childhood memories like oh my first steps or exploring or you know things like that and then as things go on like you gain more memories like oh the first time i went out on my own or the first time i saw like giant machines like logging the forest and stuff and like you get those memories or like oh when i won yeah. the science fair things like that and there's like three colors of cards so you get like you know like uh, like social interaction cards which are yellow like physical action cards like you know i won a sports ball game or something and they're red or like the mental ones like i won the science fair that's blue and so you kind of like you're customizing your character like that and it's all it's all your memories and experiences that go into like making your deck i i think it's really well that's done that's really clever yeah i think it's real done and you're, you're basically playing out like 10 years of your character's life so you you land on the planet 
like you you're on a calling ship it lands when you're 10 years old and you play the game until you hit like age 20 and it's like the trials and tribulations of the colony there's like macro scale events that happen to the colony and then there's events that happen just like to you in your personal life they're important and oh, and so I on i I, I really, really liked it really interesting um jimbe number three uh for me was uh pokemon legends arceus uh, nice. oh, i know nice. also super predictable but pokemon's a series that despite making <laughs> more money than god they don't tend to deviate or expand much on the formula which I find super frustrating. Uh, they just always play it super safe. The games tend to feel almost like carbon copies of each other. And the thing I liked about Arceus was that it actually took some steps towards doing something new, um, which is nice to see in a series that I think has so much untapped potential. Um, I like its minor similarities to Breath of the Wild. I love the more open, sort of interesting world to explore and it being a pokemon game means it's like not taxing in any way at all and it's just nice to it, there's something just very cathartic about wandering around and playing it and you know attacking animals with your tamed animals there's a theme to my <laughs> list <laughs> don't call the rspca take your anger out on those yeah. animals but yeah it, just as a pokemon game and i haven't played um uh scarlet or or violet yet um but this just felt like the best utilization of the the pokemon sort of game mechanics so far um still falls short by quite a long way of what it could be uh, mm. again which is why i bring out the point of like how much money they make from the goddamn game they yeah. really could they really could do some amazing things with it but at least this for what it represents uh, as a experiment and for trying things, I love it. Well, that, I love that's it why that. I'm looking forward to Doc AV next year, so it can just wipe the floor with Pokemon and and show them how it's done, and they need to grow up. Yeah, I think I think they need way more games to compete with them and to outdo them because yeah, they've stagnated for a long, yeah. long time. So anything that pushes them to to do to do better or hell if someone surpasses them fine i'm i'm not especially loyal to the pokemon games you know yeah i think that they've tried to innovate on the gameplay right because like arceus and scarlet and violet i think they have both changed the formula in you know smaller or bigger ways but the graphics the engine is kind of it looks like a, i've said before so like, i think it looks like a student project which is a yeah. bit harsh but like it doesn't look like a multi-billion-dollar like, franchise, right? Like, you'd think no. they could actually get some real experts who know how to get the best out of the Switch. Like, literally, they're kind of a Nintendo first-slash-second-party studio, right? Yeah. And, like, they should just get the people who made Breath of the Wild in to, like, fix it, you know? Yeah, yeah I mean, is, like, we know that weird. the Switch can do more. Xenoblade, Breath of the Wild are prime examples. Hell, they've got The Witcher 3 on it, so, like, I don't yeah. see why... They can't do something a little bit more expansive, but they they stick with their style. I mean, just because it's stylized and it has an anime aesthetic doesn't mean it needs to look so basic and feel yeah. so limited. But yeah, unfortunately, they're gonna they're gonna just keep doing that for a while. What about you, Tingo? We're halfway through, and our current game of the year is Warzone. 
<laughs> oh no. Yes. I'm going to have to walk away from this podcast before it finishes if <laughs> if it looks like Well, we're we're, we're in the top 3s now, right? So 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 there there are like 5 points for number 1. So okay. anything that gets in those top slots has if there's a double up especially somewhere then then uh yeah, so when Jim and Mike Q both pick both pick Warzone as their number one game. It's exactly. Exactly. It's sort of it. Mike drop my top away. game. Psych is Fortnite. No, no. <laughs> Let me check the rules one more time. So it's any game that's released this year. Yeah. Regardless of platform. Yes. So I'm going to go with Persona Five. Uh, I was wondering if this would crop up. I was going to ask Royal. you when when. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about teenage exocolonists. Go on. Acceptable because I, I, I've heard vaguely one of Jimbo's, and I think <laughs> he's relying on the same thing. Teenage life simulators, eh? There's there's an appeal, huh? There's an appeal to it. A simpler time. Yeah. Do you really? A better time. Are you really enjoying it? How much have you played of it? Not as much. I like uh, five ten you hours an hour a tutorial it <laughs> feels like i'm still in the tutorial I, I, though you you are it's supposed I was to about be to say it's hella long isn't it but i don't mind being told what to do i actually quite like being told what to do and not having a walkthrough on the other screen i think it's a different life but that'll change once about the tutorial i'm, I'm sure because balancing life as a student versus a phantom thief is, is hard work but I didn't realise I needed anime with cutscenes in engine at the same time. I think all games need to have anime in them, I think. <laughs> I think that's what I need. I think it's just What's a better this? way of storytelling. <laughs> you're gonna you're also, you're gonna be as bad as me. You're gonna randomly bring up Naruto references or something. Because Amazing. I've been playing Mass Effect Legendary Edition and I, I hate those cutscenes. I hate <laughs> them so much. Why uh, what, are they just a kind of overdone and and so robotic, and right, they're not really fine. emoting at all? Plus, it's a style that ages a lot harder than stylized anime seems yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. You know, you can play games from the nineties that if they've got anime cutscenes, you know, you're kind of like, well, this is great. <laughs> I'm, exactly. I'm fine here. Like, um, ah, right. oh, not Police Nauts, the other one that I really, really like, um, not Psychonauts. No, 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 no. Oh, amazing game. And I cannot, for the life of me, remember for the Sega CD. It's oh. going to drive me crazy. I will I will work it out in a second. It's one of my favorite games. But yes, that has sort of anime aesthetic. Uh, Kojima game. Uh, oh, hang on. Snatcher, thank you. God almighty, what is wrong with my brain? Snatcher, like sort of anime look has not in my brain aged today. I've got to play that. It's such a cool premise. I might have to uh, go back into Persona 5. If you're recommending it and and it's got a Tingo stamp of approval, Tingo approves these teens, then I'll uh, <laughs> then I'll have to dive into it. That's an awful label. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. That that's going to be the 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 flag on the podcast. <laughs> Tingo, did you play the um did you play the other Persona games? No, I hadn't. No, this is my first. Maybe it's all the novelty as well. Oh, well, then definitely play the others because I've not played five, but I have played four, three, two, two four, and one. Shin Megami Tensei, <sighs> a few of the Shin Megami Tenseis. That's a whole mm. separate thing. I think those come up quite a lot on that podcast. 
Or Shin Megami Tensei. Yeah, I think I've already mentioned them once. Every when we single talked episode. About, yeah. <laughs> there's certain games we always mention Breath of the Wild, yeah. Shin, Megami Shin Megami Tensei. Tensei. Um, yeah. And Not Portal um, or something else. Uh, it'll be. Oh, Disco Elysium. Yeah, thank you. Be Disco, Disco Elysium. Elysium always crops up as always. well. Always. I, I mean, they're all very good games. They should they, win. They, they, they win, repeating. in my mind. <laughs> they, they win the game of the year this year and every, every year. year. Every year. <laughs> Um, cool. Uh, my third one. Oh, what is my third one? Oh, my third one. So we're getting into the big boys now, effectively. Uh, so this is Horizon Forbidden West. And mm. this is proof that I have played a couple of the, at least, of the really big games this year. Um, uh, now, I didn't really want to put this that high up. Um... It's really good. I really, really, really loved Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, Forbidden West, by comparison, was, I found, less playful. It was incredibly laborious, um, especially the the dialogue and um, the storytelling in it. I, I had to skip through, um, well, most of the dialogue. Um, it was very ponderous and just not very interesting. Um, but... Uh, the core game is, I mean, I, I, I love the shooting dinosaurs and running around the open fields. Like, you know, I, I don't know what, what the second part would be, but it's a, a bit like that feeling of Red Dead Redemption 2 where you're going around and you've got these beautiful epic landscapes um, and you're basically sliding around in them. Now you've got a kind of power wing... Uh, a glider to glide around with, which I'm pretty sure hasn't been stolen from any um, previously named Zelda game. Um, uh, and uh, Aloy is cool as a character. I, I really, really, really liked her in the first game. She was much more... It was much more about her being kind to people in the first game and helping them out um, in a, in a very kind of... Uh, well, relatively uh, kind of apocalyptic setting and uh, her standing out for this and gradually building herself up as a warrior. But right from the start of this game, she's she's supposed to be kind of the boss of the land. And so she's very po-faced and serious. It's much... Uh, she She's kind of much more snarky to people. Um, so I don't, didn't even like a- Aloy so much in this one. But right at the end of the game you get to um fly around on a sunwing so 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 that was pretty cool so fly around on a on a on a on a flying robot dinosaur thing um so it gets it gets full marks for that and uh and just a lot of the um so i'm not expressing myself very well the the so the kind of downsides were those tone things, but it is beautiful running around. It is still fun to play and to, to do the shooty-shooty robot dinosaurs. Um, and also some of the characters, and uh, so they have all these different tribes. Some of the tribes are really beautifully realized. So there's a kind of hippie green tribe. There's one which is like um, leftover San Francisco tech bros kind of thing, which is absolutely amazing and I didn't expect and was, was really good fun, um, as well as your kind of native warrior tribes. 
Um, so just the realization of those tribes and their cities, their little worlds was really fun in places. Um, yeah, it was, and it's 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 such an epic game. Um, I didn't think it was good as good as the first one, but it's still one that I played all the way through, and I and I really enjoyed. So that is my number three, Horizon Forbidden West. It's one of the big ones. We all expected that to be in there, really. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad that you know we've now had Horizon and Xenoblade three in there. Otherwise, we'd had like no credibility. Yeah. And there are no big games left. We're we're all good. We're all good. We can now be obscure. Yeah, exactly. So, so now we're into the top two. Um, so two and one. Do we want to do twos and ones together? Up to you. What do we think of this? No? Okay, let's just do number two. <laughs> um, uh, Senor Mike. Okay. What is your choice? My my number two pick is Tunic. Nice. So I think it's Fez for the 2020s. It's Lovely. a game full of secrets that are working on many 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 levels there's like so many buried secrets i i i finished the game and then i went and looked up a bunch of the secrets and then discovered there was like five more layers of secrets underneath what i'd found i was just like whoa (laughs) you know so in kind of incredible how much effort they put in. I mean, I did kind of cheat by looking it up, but, you know, it would have taken me, you know, like a linguistics degree and like three more years to have done it on my own. So, uh, yeah, it's um, very clever. I, I feel like this game, some people have just been like, oh, it's just kind of like Zelda, but with Dark Soulsy kind of combat and, you know, it's not that great. I'm just like, I think you've missed the point. Like, if you're playing it just as a cute action rpg with a little fox character you know then Mm. then you're missing like more than half the game you know i Mm. like but unfortunately it is one where i can't say why it's so good because then it would be giving it away yeah yeah also actually the manual the manual is really beautiful like there is an in-game manual and you're finding pages of the manual and there's a huge feeling of discovery as you find a page of the manual and then look at it and it you you realize like there are whole mechanics in the game that you didn't know were there because you were just playing the game you know but like there's there's controls in the game that it just doesn't tell you about in the you know outside of game manual but the in-game manual be like oh did you know you can do this and you're like wait what so cool and do do you kind of collect pages of it around the world yeah yeah yeah. you're collecting pages of it so like you'll see a page of the manual and like you really want to collect that page you know like you you as a player i'm like i really want that page because i want to know more and Mm. the manual is beautifully illustrated as well it it is like the legend of zelda one on the nes manual like it's got that kind of art style to it, so nice. it's for people of like at least my age. It's like all sorts of nostalgia and the you know, the actual in a way that the actual gameplay is is almost like the weakest part of it. But like the whole layering of the secrets and discovery and you know, again making you feel like I discovered this thing. Wow, it's recontextualized the whole game. You know, that's really good. 
That's beautiful. I mean, as soon as that goes on sale on PlayStation, I'm going to have to get it. <laughs> it's, it's on Game Pass. I, I don't have Game Pass. Yeah. I know you can get Next it on box. anything. No, I'm not That's getting an Xbox. another thing we have to do every I'll episode just... of our podcast. I have to tell <sighs> Mikey to get an Xbox because yeah. he should. It was on sale in Black Friday, uh, the, the, um, the, the Xbox. But I might as well just get a controller. I still need to get an Xbox controller and just use the use the computer. I think now you should get an Xbox it controller to every and living the system device. That, that it comes with and just play it. <laughs> and then maybe put the PlayStation in a cupboard, a really big cupboard, like maybe a locker because of those fins. But then I can't play PlayStation games that oh, I'm dear. vaguely disappointed by. Anyway, I'm sure Xbox has lots of equivalents. Jimbo then. So my number two choice, uh, <laughs> this is a bit of a cheat, but it's Spider-Man and Miles Morales. I'm going to put them together. Um, that's not my one and two. That's just two. Now, yes, I know they were released on other systems. However, they are absolutely fantastic games. They are absolutely brilliant like near perfect execution. I love Spider-Man. I love comics. Uh, I, these games, I played actually Spider-Man on the um, the PS4. And yeah, I, I nearly made me buy a PlayStation. Is how, God forbid. How strong. Well, I'm not, I'm it's, not it's, actually It's such that a shame this is undermining a... your Xbox argument. <laughs> well, yeah, they, they, well, not really, because I play it on PC now anyway. God so, damn it. Uh, and playing that with like ray tracing on and DLSS was just... <laughs> was uh, Sorry, that was a happy noise. Um, <laughs> and of course, it being on PC, weird mods, you know, getting to see Thomas the Tank Engine shoot webs and like all yes. kinds of weirdness because the internet is weird. But it looked stunning. It played stunning. Um just getting to play it again, but like on my PC was a privilege. I, I I just love that game. It's it's everything a superhero game should be. The gameplay is fantastic, the story is fantastic, well acted, well executed. Yeah, solid. There's only one game I can think of uh that trounces it, uh, which isn't <laughs> in my list. For what? reasons I'll get to later. But yes, Spider Man. So they re- did they release both in the one year? Yeah, they've, uh, Miles Morales has just come out, wow. and Spider Man came out in uh, I'm gonna say October or September. I reviewed it and I don't remember. <laughs> so a few months ago, yeah, wasn't wasn't that long ago? No. And the um, do you play it with a controller or do you use keyboard? mouse good question i did play at keyboard and mouse but then when i got the steam deck i just <gasps> switched over to playing it on the steam deck and now i'm having trouble going back to keyboard and mouse which has been my bread and butter oh, for a Spider-Man long time steam deck oh it's, what's the steam deck that is a great idea very well on the steam deck like very 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 well oh my that that's that's the closest to good games on the switch that's fantastic yeah it's it's absolutely phenomenal best way best Definitely, yeah, no, I think I can say this. Best game on the Steam Deck, easily, but mm. runs the Steam Deck down in like an hour. Wow. If that. <laughs> of course, right, you can tweak, tweak the graphical settings, and, and, but you won't get much more out of it. Oh, crikey. Worth it, though. But still, that, that sounds amazing. It really is. That sounds a perfect way to play. 
thing, eh? Yeah, I'm going to go with this rule again of games being released this year, but on a different platform, um, Into the Breach. Nice. <laughs> what? It's so good. Because you loved it so much. It's so good. This is totally the game I wish I could make. I had made. It's another one of those. I'm loving the different styles that are coming out. <laughs> this. We do. We, we all the know kind of RPG ones, the mechanicsy ones, the whatever the hell mine are. I'm not sure. Like very basic <laughs> bimbo. I was just thinking about mine. It's just like I picked the most basic games. <laughs> Yours are good. But, but, you know, they, they they nicely speak to your uh, kind of RPG event. It's, it's very nice. And Citizen Sleep is an awesome choice. So Into the Breach. What did it come out on this year? Was it Switch? iOS. Oh, I, oh my <laughs> God. That, it's a mobile it's a game. That is, is that allowed? <laughs> is it? That is a, Wait, did anybody have, does anybody have is. Marvel Snap in their list? If, if it is, it's got to be kind of first now. Oh, wait and see. Marvel Smash. <laughs> okay. What is Fine. it? It's a, a grid-based mech. What is it? A grid-based, turn-based mech. I don't know. Well, help me, Mike. You're good with these. Yeah. Tactical. Kaiju stomping. Tact- tactical battle simulator, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, kaiju stomper. Kaiju stomper, but... In beautiful pixel with beautiful pixel graphics, yeah. it, it is good. I, I mean, I won't, I'm not going to deny it. it is good. It's here because oh. I didn't realize that you could have such a limited, uh, like the levels are predetermined, they're static, they don't evolve, but simply having a, diff, a different team in mechs changes everything. Mm. And it's so clever how just by tweaking the, the mechs and your upgrade path is enough for a game and you can it's a lot of game there and it's the whole fact it's the fact that they've created so much immersion gameplay i don't know and it feels like they intended for it but i wonder if they intended for everything if Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah how everything connects (sighs) yeah game design is hard you realise when you actually try and yeah. do it from a blank slate of paper, a, a blank sheet of paper, and yeah, Into the Breach has extremely good game design. The whole thing comes together in a very cohesive way. Yeah, we've all played Into the Breach, haven't we? Mikey, I haven't played it. You've not played I, it. I need to play it. No, <sighs> on Game Pass. It's also apparently on iOS. So. It, it was Netflix free iOS. on the Epic Game Store. And yeah, if you have Netflix, it's also free on iOS. Actually, which oh, you, well, you must have Netflix because you're playing Immortality that way, I think, That's right? exactly it. Yeah. I don't, I don't think mobile is the best way to play it's Immortality. Not, oh, it's not the best way to play Into the Breach either. Okay. So I'm really bending that rule to the max. Presumably I can get it kind of cheapish on Steam or something anyway. Uh, yeah, on yeah, Switch, or I if, think the sales at the moment. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, I'll do that. Because I I listened to your episode, but I but but I had no idea what was going on, and so I think I just didn't follow it very well. And when you're when it's like deep strategy episodes, it's very difficult to follow on those ones. I'll you play, know, I, likewise, Super mm-hmm. Auto Pets. Uh, it, it makes me wonder how many people bought into the breach. 
because yeah i it, it must have sold pretty well right but it, it is definitely one of our worst performing podcast episodes i'm gonna say oh, really <laughs> yeah so i guess can you really say that like a couple because it was only a, like a month or two ago wasn't it yeah but like the rate of download growth is is like like super Auto bets episode is already passed into the breach and that's only been oh, out like a week kind of thing so oh but you know it, it's it's a good game it's a good game well, i'll play it it is really good mikey i think you'll like it uh, uh so i've got a small indie game as my number two it's called elden ring um <laughs> uh now i tried to push like this a- buzzer or a chime or something for like the most obvious choice yeah (laughs) just a basic buzzer (laughs) yeah basic um yeah i tried to push this further down the list because because of the way this thing will like toss out uh I, i didn't want it like automatically winning somewhere um just in case it randomly turns up in somebody else's list um, but I, I couldn't push it down any further than second. I could th- think of, there was, you know, no matter how hard I tried, there was no other game I enjoyed more, I thought better. I think it is the best game of the year that that, that, that I played this year. Um, it's just, just so packed full of ideas. Um, I kindly joined uh, uh, or my content kindly brought me into the the, the Elden Ring uh, the Elden Ring podcast and so we've discussed why for two hours three hours <laughs> in great great detail but but I had never played a Dark Souls before um I got it kind of on a whim and it's it's just very impressively designed and as I say packed with ideas that I keep thinking about it I keep going back to it um, even though it's difficult, it's so kind of charming in its own way um, because I can run around as my magical naked person um, uh, and find weird things around every corner. Uh, yeah, so uh, it's a very, very, very funny game. Which is which is all too rare and funny in the in the mechanics. Um, I have never played it. No, I know, I know. <laughs> but you'll you'll end up playing it. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, one day I will. Maybe but, but it's, I've avoided it's, it now. I think I think it's more there because it, it it because I had to get in deep to to play it properly, and because it's quite complicated. And so when you have to commit like that, then obviously it makes makes the game stick in your mind more and stick in your heart, heart a bit more. And I ended up really enjoying it. So that's my number two. Mike. <laughs> I, I'm really curious what everyone else's number ones are going to be because you know, my number one is predictably actually Elden Ring. <laughs> because, yeah, I I really like the, you know, Soulsborne series of games uh, like you know wider series and yeah Elden Ring I think is just like the magnum opus of those games you know FromSoft have made the same game like over and over and over again and Elden Ring is just their latest and most polished iteration of it where they've also bolted on an open world and 
I think it is more accessible than any of the previous games and you can play it, you know, you've, you've got the freedom, you've got even more freedom to play it the way you want to play, unlike the previous games where you really just have to get good. You know, like if you want to play it that way, you can, and that's why I played it because that's the only way I know how to play Souls games. But like if you want to just ride off into the sunset and do other fun things and then come back and just like crush people at level 200, then you can do that too. And yeah, I, I don't know what else to say. I think it actually is too long. I think my main gripe with Elden Ring, I think it, like if it was half the length, then I would have enjoyed it even more. I, I was actually flagging a bit by the end, but it is, it is a good game. I think it, it, I think, you know, I probably could have picked something indie or quirkier for my number one, but I'm, I'm also just going to be basic and give it to this. So <laughs> I think it's fair. I, I, I mean, I meant to always say I, I tried to push it down, push it down the list, but it had to be in there somewhere and enjoy, ended up enjoying it so much this year. Basics. Pair of I know, basics. I know. Please put put us to rights, Jimbo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I want to know. Oh, yeah, my obscure indie choice. No, um, my choice is uh, this isn't going to work on an audio uh, Kirby. Forum. Oh my god, it's Kirby. But it's uh, Mario Rabbids <laughs> Sparks of oh, Hope. Nice. Um I love turn-based tactical games. I love Mario and I really enjoyed Kingdom Battle. So for me this one was a no-brainer. It's fun. It has uh deeper layers to its combat. It's actually a lot funnier than the previous game. It doesn't just rely solely on slapstick and the annoying rabbits because they are annoying. There's only so many times they one can pop up and scream in your face and you find Go it funny. It. Um, yeah. They actually talk this time around and there's more going on. Um, and yeah, it just feels like a much tighter and much more sort of polished experience than the previous games. And I, I thought the previous game was fine. I thought the, you know, Kingdom Battle was great. But this just, you know, it has a decent plot, uh, a, a like menacing villain, uh, plot twists. Like I, yeah, absolutely loved it definitely my my game of the year again i know it's a basic choice and it's another no it's, it's of, an interesting choice i've got a lot of switch on my list that, yeah, yeah you've, got, played, you've got a lot of a lot of, Ninto- a lot nintendo. of nintendo switch no but, xbox um, exclusives <laughs> yeah sorry yeah. well there's a reason for that uh, the best xbox exclusives are playstation exclusives <laughs> <sighs> hate you um <laughs> but get an xbox <laughs> i will get an xbox <laughs> I'll get several. Um, I'll get all your Xbox. I'll get, I'll get like nine. I'll get inside your face. Um, but yeah, definitely my favorite game of the year. Very good. I mean, it's fun. It's tactical. You know, what more do you need? It's got Mario in it. Mario is cool. Did did, did uh, have we all watched the trailer thing? Oh, I was going to say, did they get Chris the Pratt trailer? to do the voice acting? Yes. <laughs> Let's go. No, it has proper Charles Martinet like it should. Good. <laughs> oh. Right, Tingo. Yeah, can we get the buzzer up, please? I'm really sorry. It's Elden Ring for me as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know who's won then. Get good, scrubs. <laughs> 14 points. Unfortunately, nice. it's because I won this game. Because Zelda didn't come out this year, basically. Yeah, mm. exactly. Zelda yeah. they failed on. They failed on Hogwarts Legacy, which is obviously yeah, that's a game not going to win year. anything. They failed on Forspoken, <laughs> which is obviously a, a game of the year. And Ragnarok, I haven't played. Uh, yeah, I would love to include oh. that on my list, but I didn't. I haven't played it, so 
because PlayStation exclusive. Yeah, I was really hoping one of you would have played Ragnarok, at least one of you, because I saw some clips of it and it looks really good. I don't own a PS5, so, you know, I was, Why I was would you? feeling like that would be, the, <laughs> yeah, that, that might be the the obvious choice that might be able to topple Elden Ring, but... Mm. Did God of War Sadly. come out on PC? God, God, of, God yeah. of War non-Ragnarok came out on PC. Yeah, God of War year. came out on PC and I also reviewed that and that was that this year? That was this year, I think. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. yeah, absolutely amazing, of course. Um, but but I- I'm suffering because I'm only just playing through that game and I couldn't face spending 70 quid on, on, on Ragnarok. And also, I'm pretty sure I brought Tingo down with me because at the start of the year, he was very excited about Ragnarok and... Uh, and I poo-pooed it. <laughs> yeah, I'd argue, and this is a privileged position as a as a games journalist, but that is one of the few games that I would shell out the money for. Like, uh, well, but if you haven't played again, the first one, right? I don't it's a story-driven game. game. Like, it's a proper game, so I wouldn't get round to playing it until until it was sales time, anyway. Because I, I, so that's why I'm playing through the first one. But I'll definitely get it when it's in the sale after afterwards. But just not right from day one. Oh well, I've still got to wait for it to be released on PC, and then I'll enjoy yeah. it in all its ray traced, beautiful glory. So, you can so enjoy what you're what, saying is, the Xbox we'll, we, we'll pick it next year. When it's yes. <laughs> yeah, it's, perfect, it's, perfect. It's a given for next year. It's but, already won. But by by that by, uh, for the wild. Oh yeah. <laughs> See, we already What's know next called? year's Tears of the Tears Kingdom. Of Kingdom. Tears of a Kingdom. Yep. So, Elden Ring. Elden Ring. Did you like it then? I really loved it. I really hope um, Tears of the Kingdom evolves it, evolves the formula again, because I don't want shrines. I want dungeons. With you want Margaret the Fell smashing you into the dirt. Yeah, in, in full cartoon glory. Cell shaded Margaret. What have you guys thought of the the trailers so far for Tears of the Kingdom? Like, what have you thought of the mechanics and how it looks? Timey wimey, yeah, and like the... watery watery, <laughs> and manky arm, yeah, like all that jazz. Was it you who was like, uh, speculating that it's a young Ganondorf? Oh yeah, that was me. That was that, me. That, I, that's I don't just know, so but... superb. That is such an awesome theory. Yeah, I don't think it's true though. Now looking at more of it, but. I'm, I'm still hyped. would never do something that cool. Like, no. They'd never take that kind of risk or like join the hero up to the villain so perfectly. I mean, that would be so good. It is, yeah. But they wouldn't. Yeah. They'd be his kid is... instead. <laughs> <laughs> I do wonder. I'm sure it would be really good. I had no idea about Breath of the Wild before it came out, so I'm just kind of waiting and seeing. Oh, obviously, yeah. I've seen the trailer and things, but they didn't really reveal anything in the trailer beyond you run up a hill. I remember being very negative about Breath of the Wild until that E3 gameplay yeah. thing, and then being like, wait, I really want this game. Yeah. So. <laughs> Was that the one with the horse? Or before, after Yeah, the yeah, the, exactly. When they had the horse trailer only, showing like the horse avoiding the trees, and I was like, what is this? This is ridiculous. But then but, when they it, showed the Great Plateau in the, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm hyped for Tears of the Kingdom. It may be an unfair expectation, but if they don't have a fucking double jumping horsey in this game, then I'm gonna just switch it right off. You see, you see, 
<laughs> the innovations of Elden Ring that need to come to, to Tears of the Kingdom. Double jumping exactly. horsey. Exactly. Oh. If it doesn't have Tingle in it, I'm fucking out. I'm oh, done. God. Yeah, imagine, imagine Tingle the Fell Omen. And he's just like, cool, bam, bam, smashing you into the dust. <laughs> Dear <laughs> Lord. Um, we're delaying okay, was... it. We're delaying it. Yeah, sorry. So, so my top choice is Ollie Ollie World. Now, <laughs> by the sounds of it, you guys have not played this game, but I no. I, I played the hell out of Ollie Ollie too. It's a skateboarding game, which means that I've got a uh, um as well as a finger magic game in my list. <laughs> I've got the rollerblading and I've got skateboarding. Um, it's 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 an amazing game. It's fantastic. Now, is it more complex than Elden Ring? No. Is it beautifully realized? Yes. It's it makes the whole kind of I don't know if any of you have played any of the Ollie Ollies, but basically it's it's quite they're tough like that that it's tough skate tough skateboarding but in a very cartoony way, and this amps up the cartooniness and has really crazy wacky worlds and characters and amazing amazing kind of stickery kind of art style, um, the customization of your character you can pick up clothes as as you go along and I skate as a as a kind of cool kind of granny girl with a uh, with white hair and uh, a kind of um pink polka dot dress thing and anyway it, it's just it's just very very fun it's cute it's cool and um yeah they make it uh more accessible than ollie ollie 2 as well you don't have to press x or whatever to, just to land the damn skateboard um it's very slick and the progression works very well I, I just really enjoyed it, and I piled a lot of hours into it um, early on in the year. So, given that I can't put um, "Life is Strange" true colours in here, and my dear Alex Chen, um, and given that uh, Elden Ring, I don't want to put as number one. My top number one is Ollie Ollie World. Yeah, I think Yay. you get some cool points back for picking such a yeah unexpected picking... number one. Well done, well done. Thank you. Thank you. You made snob us respectable. Points. Snob points. Yes. Does it count as snobby if it's a if it's a skateboarding game? Yeah, I maybe don't know. Not. Maybe. So that's all our top fives. I must say that is a you know as for kind of the, the stranger the better and a very very cool list. I know we've taken the Mickey out of the big games in there, but. They're they're only very notable because we've got such cool other kind of indie games um, in there in parallel. Is there an aggregate top five? Are we going to do an aggregate top five? Yes, we do have an aggregate top five. Are we just buying time? Huh? Are we just buying time while you do the... Do, 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 yeah, do, do, but I know I've got them now. You've got them. Wow. Oh. Because I, I did a pivot table thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's so it's been pivot. filling in as I put in the, the titles. So we have... Uh, I mean, I'm I'm not going to spoil anything, but we have one game which has 14 points, and that is at number one. Uh, and then everything else, there are the next two are, are both five points. The next three after that are four points. So I think I'm going to do the top ten, right? So, uh, well, we'll keep it true and have the top five. So the top five are Elden Ring, Ollie Ollie World, <laughs> Mario Rabbids Sparks of Hope, Tunic, and Spider-Man. And then, um, but this that's only for, for the way that these have turned out because we've got 
in fact, if if you do it properly and we have equal points, then we have uh, two which are second, so that's Ollie Ollie World and Mario Rabbids, a joint second. We have three that are joint third, so that's Tunic, Spider-Man, and Into the Breach. <laughs> we have five that are joint fourth. <laughs> I'm beginning to think this system does not work so well. Maybe next time, next time we'll have to tweak the four. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a pretty respectable list. It's a cool, it's a cool, cool list. Very little overlap then, actually, apart from Elden Ring, which was an obvious choice, and then me and Ting both picking Warzone because just because. Yeah, there was going to be some some of the big ones overlapping. I, I thought there'd be some. I honestly thought a few of us might pick Ragnarok, and had I played it, I'm almost certain I would have picked it, having played the previous game and from what I've heard about the latest one. Yeah, what are you guys? Uh, is there any games that you're very excited for? In the new year. Uh, I've already stated my ones. What were yours, yeah. Mikey? Hogwarts Legacy. Oh, yeah, of course. And Forspoken. Oh, nice. I'm very consistent on these points. What about you guys? Oh, Zelda, easily. Ah, yeah, Te- Tears of the Kingdom. When is that? Is that May? Yeah, it's May. Oh, it's still oh, quite a while away. Oh, it, it'll be May before you know it, honestly. Uh, yeah. Are they going to release a new, a new Switch alongside it? <gasps> oh, good question, yeah. Maybe uh, this is a this is a rumor, basically, but from a from a person who has some insider knowledge. So, I, I heard uh, there was like a rumor. I, I heard I remember reading something on Reddit about potentially a new switch because someone was in like a burger joint and behind them in the booth next to them were two people from Nintendo who were talking about it. And then, oh my goodness. <laughs> but then he obviously they couldn't prove it and the people from nintendo he it was just like an overheard conversation and they left so it's like is this true or not were they they making it up or not i don't know but even the rumors are the rumors that it's it's uh are they like last time basically is it a 4k 4k switch give or take yeah yeah pretty much that that it's just a up spec version but mildly up spec and as for games i'm looking forward to uh there's quite a few actually so they played four (laughs) <laughs> no, no, that they won't be another one of those for a few years. Uh, it'd be Starfield. Uh, I'm even oh, yeah. wearing my. I can't be bothered to undo it, but I'm wearing my Starfield t-shirt. When's that coming out? Is that summer? <sighs> I don't remember dates. Okay, fine, unless fine. I'm at work and then I'm a bit more functional. Uh, Atomic Heart. I'm still. Oh yeah, maybe that's, that that's out now. Now though, isn't it? Doesn't Is it that out? just come out? I thought it was. I thought it was coming that's out. Also, I didn't think it was out yet. That's the kind of Russian robots yes, thing. Yes. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3, but that's nice. in early access. I'm a huge Baldur's Gate. Well, again, turn-based, RPGs, all that jazz. So, yeah, Baldur's Gate 3, I absolutely love anyway. Star Trek Resurgence, I don't know if it'll be good, but I love Star Trek. So Wait, Star, it, Star Trek Resurgence? What? What is that? What? Do you is guys, it no, MMO? No. What is it? No, it's a, it's a sort of uh, point-and-click. Story game. It's like a Telltale game. Right. In fact, in fact, I think it's X Telltale people putting it together. But, and which which era I is it? Never heard of this. It is set in the. It's set just after the films and Voyager. So the. Uh, sorry, oh, so the it's, it's set films. in the best period. It is set the in the proper period. the proper timeline. Um, what else am I looking forward to? Fire Emblem Engage because I absolutely love Fire Emblem. And in our conversation talking about games being improved with anime cutscenes, Fire Emblem is one of them. Because the cutscenes in that, I, I just completed 
Three Houses, which I know sounds like because it's been out for ages, but oh my god, it's so good, and the cutscenes in it are phenomenal. So yeah, Fire Emblem Engage. I am fully engaged for that nice. game when it comes out. <laughs> oh, and Metroid Prime Four. Is that going to happen? No, that's not going to happen next year. I think so. No, because yeah. they had to restart it. Didn't sometime they? Surely, next year, yeah. for a couple what of years. I've been told. Oh really? That'd be interesting. It'd be like end of the year. Well, it'd probably be delayed at this rate, but yeah. Yeah. They're delaying everything. Yeah, I, mean, I, I feel, feel like Starfield surely is going to get delayed too, but... Oh yeah, maybe but not. there's the yeah. game, of course. <laughs> it'll be delayed and it will be buggy, but it'll be good. Do we have any predictions for Game Awards as well? Oh, Either yes. Announcements Wait, is that next year? Awards. Best narrative, God of War Ragnarok. Best art direction, won't be scorned because it's too ugly. Oh, Probably Elden Ring. Then. Best indie, Cult of the Lamb. Nice. Maybe Saifu, maybe Stray, but probably Cult of the Lamb because it's quirky. Uh, Game of the Year, either God of War or Elden Ring. Pause and a blade trying to go up against those. Just for the record, I did play Stray this year, but, but I found it too boring to put in the list. I, I'm gonna say, I don't understand why Stray is in the running for Game of the Year. In fact, I don't understand why Stray is in the running for like any of the things it's in. It's just like, it looks cool. It's cute. It's been around, like you know, it, it's, it was in development for like so long. I know originally it was set in like Kowloon Walled City, wasn't it, I think? And it was actually like real yeah. world. And now it's like robots. But I guess just people really love cats. Like, there's two reasons people love the game it's cats and robots. Ah. Uh, mm. Doesn't make yeah, the game good enough. or bad. No. Just cats and robots. It was supposed to be more cyberpunky. Anyway. Um, I mean, it's, it's a perfectly fine game. It's just I found it a bit boring. Yeah, I, I I saw like a lot of the big categories though. It's just like dominated by the same games. You know, there's yeah. Elden Ring, there's Ragnarok, there's uh, Forbidden West. Also, Plague Tale Requiem is in there a yeah. lot, which yeah. I did actually play it on Game Pass. It's one of the games that I specifically went and played just to see what all the fuss was about. And I was like, it seems good. It seems cinematic, but I don't think it's that good. Like, I don't think it's no. like... I like it being in there though, because it's nice to see a sort of double A game going into... Otherwise, you only get these same old triple a's and i say same yeah. old they are of course exemplary games but you will then only see the big ones from like you know ragnarok Elden ring and all that kind of stuff and and um, yeah. horizon you know so to see something that's a double a that's that's pushing hard to be a triple a uh, that makes no sense but you know what i mean yeah um, i just like to see more of that more diversity in the games that make these lists because of all oh, the yeah, lists completely. are the same not ours, Completely. of course. Actually, ours really isn't. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody think, think there were going to be some good announcements? Like, is there still a, a Kojima game supposed to be announced? I know he did that other one. But it felt like for a while they were going to do like a De- Death Stranding 2 or something like that. That would be Have cool. Have you been following this at all? I'd like to yeah, see. Is he what doing, was the is he doing like one? a Silent Hill-esque game? Is he yeah. going to do a horror game? I don't know. Did, did they announce something? But I've, Show Konami it how it's done. <laughs> be like, yeah, exactly. That would be very much up his alley. <laughs> I know they are making a new Silent Hill, or they're remaking Silent Hill, aren't they? Yes, they yeah. are, yeah. Uh, and, yeah and the remakes oh, as well. The, 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 yeah, they just announced loads of them. Yeah, there was lots of stuff. Um, yeah. 
but I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. In fact, you know, I predict that, that there's going to be probably a Death Running 2 announcement. Yeah, you, you know what? You're right. I would love an insane Kojima reveal at the Game Awards. Yeah. That would be great. I mean, there's got to be one. We already kind of... How, how can he pals. one up Oily Baby Simulator? You know, like... Oh, God. What can he do next? <laughs> He's done Walking Simulator, now it's Running Simulator. It's going to be... Great. Um, and then I think there'll probably be a, another trailer and probably a release date for the Doc AV, which I'm, I'm mysteriously excited about that game, even though I'm not a big MMO person. Um, it, it, it looks quite fun. Can we finish with some Mario movie hype? Yes. Are, are we excited for it? I'm so excited. What did you mean when you were listening to the soundtrack, <laughs> to the music? How how what were we doing? How are we doing this? I was just saying the music from the trailer was in my head. Okay, the, the slow like, Mario tune. It, but like, how I have you got want, to, I would just loop the trailer. Get it? To be fair, the clips are so short. There's nothing I can do with them. It's just got those little bits that you recognise, and you're like, oh yeah. But it's done obviously. But it's ridiculously epic. You know, epic. They've got everything yeah, in exactly. there. Although, yeah, there's so I, many like callbacks to the games in there. Yes. Loved that. Uh, literally yeah. wrote an article on that, in fact. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, the casting, with the exception of one, is so on point. <laughs> the the casting. So the Jack good. Black is phenomenal. Oh, yes. Charlie Day, fantastic. Yes. Um, and I've instantly forgotten the lady's name. Um, Annie Taylor-Joy. Yes, she's fantastic. She's really yeah, good. She's very in good. fact, I really enjoyed that they've made Peach a human being for a change. Yeah, got Like, with bed. thoughts and, like, her own drive. Sorry, Nintendo, but, you know. If it works, they'll do a Zelda film. That would oh, be amazing. Imagine. Actually, I think, I think a Zelda film would be better be more if it wasn't CG and if it was, like, a classic style like Ghibli animated oh yes it would yeah. just be so beautiful and that like a just... kind of faintly anime one yeah. yeah 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 but like 90s anime kind of looking oh, like nice just oh that would that well, they just excuse have excuse me prince i want to drop kick you out of a window sometimes <laughs> with pleasure he could say that though he could <laughs> there could be but maybe like... they're just slotted in somewhere <laughs> I, I actually, I actually think that would be great if he did say it in a, in a like little Easter egg twist kind of way, <laughs> in the same horrible kind of tone as well. Yeah, no, like, I, yeah, it'd be funny really if you, did, you just have to push his way past that and be like, "Oh, excuse me, princess," or something, and it'd be like, "He Who's said that? the line. He said the thing." <laughs> technically, technically, yeah. Oh, so good. Right, should we wrap up? Let's do it. It's it's pretty late, yeah, and and it's getting into Mike's actual day. Yeah, well, I'm yeah, going to go to bed again after this. <laughs> good idea, very good idea. So jealous. Well, thank you guys for coming on. Oh, thank thanks you. for having thank us. You. Yeah, it's, it's been really good fun. Yeah, it's been amazing talking to you guys, and some really lovely choices in there. It's been really nice. Everyone's different, very very different selections. And getting to chat about them and uh, debate them a bit was really cool. And, and a comprehensive top five or ten or whatever, twenty, whatever <laughs> the hell it was. Forgive me. Um, so you guys are doing a, a kind of end of the year wrap up, are you, this year? Yeah, we're still going to do our traditional 
end of year wrap up and meaningless awards where nice. Ting can pick games that didn't come out in 2022. So it's fine. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I look forward to it. Right. Well, thank you very much. This has been X Drive Megabox. And there's G- James. Monsieur James, where, where can they find you? Uh, I am on the internet. I am on the mirror.co.uk under the name James Ide, or I'm on Twitter at JimTendo underscore DS. There we go. Wahoo! Very nice. Wahoo! Boing! <laughs> Mushroom Kingdom, <laughs> here we come. The... Exactly, exactly. Mushroom Kingdom, here we come. Yeah, it's it's an, it's it's strangely addictive trying to do the the Chris Pratt vague kind of version of the Mario classics. Anyway, Mikey, where can you be found? Uh, I'm at MSDQ, and and X Drive is generally at X Drive Megabox on on all your platforms, mainly Twitter ish. <laughs> Yeah, before, highly before that catches fire and we all abandon Twitter forever. This is very true. But we're still oh, yeah. currently using it. And if our listeners wanted to listen to these two lovely gentlemen, how would they find them and where would they find them and what would they do if they didn't? Okay. We, well, so we were Lost Levels Club. <laughs> we, we still are Lost Levels Club. Are we doing our traditional uh, outro? Not exactly. But... Yeah, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, we're, we're Lost Levels Club on again like all the socials mainly twitter i guess and email <laughs> bizarrely if you want to be old school mike.and.ting at lostlevels.club i love i love that you need the order of it in order to remember all the things <laughs> yeah that's right interesting out it's a great anyway Thank you very much. Um, if we don't, uh, if you don't hear from us before Christmas, have an amazing Christmas and New Year. And thank you, everyone, for for this. It's been really good fun. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.